The following audio is via a Skype call. Shut up! Shut up! Yes! Shut up! Shut up! You're telling me to shut up? Please! Just shut up! I am so sick of hearing you talking, talking, talking all the time. Don't you ever just shut up? It's Manson Mitchell on the weekend with Gary Manson's Suzanne Mitchell. A double shot of good conversation with great guests to power up your day. Manson Mitchell, you're on the air. Thank you, Eric Kramer. Hi, everybody. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. Together we are Mance and Mitchell on the weekend, in your ears for the hour, so we hope. And man, you have no idea. <laughs> but we're going to say hello right now to Nathan Miller, the tall guy. Nathan, glad to be working with you again. Hey, Gary, and I'm doing great. And I say that because I'm looking outside. The skies are just completely gray, too. And other things are a little bit gray in the world right now. But I had to finish it off with a T to make it great because, personally, I'm doing pretty well, luckily. I like that. That is good a news. A long gray with a T at the end of it. Uh, Nathan, catch us up a little bit. Then we have a tale of technological terror we'd like to share with our listeners in brief in just a moment but what are what are the rules in place now and how are we moving forward in Washington state as the rest of the country attempts a kind of slow rollout state by state and it's all very confusing well just like you said it's going to be a slow rollout we have a four phase process that the federal government of Washington is proposing and is going to put into action and with starting with phase 1 it's basically going to be the same as what we've currently been experiencing. The only thing that's really going to open up are a little bit of outdoor recreation places like maybe hunting, fishing, golf, boating, boating, hiking. And if you're going to be playing golf, you got to play with one other person only. And of course, one group per whole kind of typical golf etiquette there. And a little bit more businesses opening up, uh, got car washes, pet walkers can start walking pets again. And, uh, other essential businesses as well. And it's going to be very slow. Like I said, the stay-at-home order has been extended to May 31st, as opposed to what was supposed to be two days from now on May 4th. Nathan, I think our guest is calling in. If you see the line ringing, why don't you catch that? Because she sent me a little message here. So you can get our guest on the line. And uh, Gary and I will chit-chat for one second here. We have had quite the interesting morning we, we've had technological difficulties on and off for years trying to do our show with uh, various things. Sometimes it's Skype, sometimes it's the computer, sometimes it is Comcast, sometimes it's the station. I mean, all kinds of stuff. It's but all today, the usual suspects. And today it turned out to be <laughs> Apple when my whole computer froze up this morning and I spent one hour on the phone with Apple where they were able to get me unfrozen and get my email back and all the things that disappeared from my computer suddenly reappeared magically. So thank you, Apple. If it wasn't for Apple today, we wouldn't be on uh, on the computer doing our show. So happy that's going on. <clears throat> and all glitches aside, uh, we do have Diane Collins on the phone line now, ready to go. So we can bring Excellent. her in whenever we're ready. See how things just turn out. And it's a good thing that I have some mad props. These are fresh mad props. 
sent by not Diana. stale ones, not, not old the old ones. stuff. I mean, we try Brand to keep up stuff. to date with the latest I findings. I love it. I love not it. to mention technology, and a lot of times technology wins if you want to call it that. But let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that Diane Collins is, and can, she has been, and continues to be an original thinker, and she is considered one of the most important thought leaders of our time. She is getting herself out there as the creator of Quantum Think. That's a registered trademark, Quantum Think. And Diane, the creator, came up with a groundbreaking new system of thinking, offering us a methodology, 21 specific advanced thinking principles, where Diane blends cutting-edge scientific insight and ageless spiritual knowledge into practical modern wisdom to create real solutions for our modern lives, from inner serenity to relationships, business results, and global affairs as well. She is a big-time quantum thinker, the original. Diane Collins, we welcome you to Manson Mitchell once again, my dear. It's been a couple of years. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Gary and Suzanne, it's always such a treat and a joy to be with you both in conversation. And I heard what you said, Suzanne, about the technology. And here's a a 10-second bit of quantum thinking for everyone. I thought that Nathan was calling me, so I was waiting by the phone to get onto the show. And then I, I had the intuition I better look in the email and see what's going on. And so it was intuition plus logic, right? And that's how, that's quantum thinking, intuition and logic at the same time. And then I realized I was supposed to call in. So here we all are. And thanks again for having me. That's just more screw up and mess up. He called you twice, left two messages. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe I had the wrong number. He Uh said he left two messages on your phone. So... You know, well, it, this it, used to. This is the kind of day it is. If you can remember, right. in the old days, they used to have the biorhythms. Sometimes you got a good physical day or a good <laughs> mental day or good emotional. Biorhythms. I remember that from back in the I don't know 80s. Or you something. remember that? I remember the days of the party line. Mabel, is everybody <laughs> together? That, that was the original <laughs> conference call. Oh, <laughs> you are youthful, Gary. But you know what, Suzanne? Uh, as you know, I'm an avid student of astrology for 20-plus years. And so we're just going into, you know, you can do biorhythms, yes. And then there are also planetary rhythms, right? Yeah. Yes. Cosmic rhythms. And, and I yeah. think that's what's happening is that, Four planets are about, they probably already started, are about to go into um, retrograde. That usually happens during the summer, winter, and uh, so that we go in and reflect as if we aren't already (laughs) inside, at home, sheltered and reflecting, but this is going to be a little bit more of that. And it can also be in your own personal uh, soul, S-O-U-L, blueprint in your own chart, how the transiting planets <clears throat> are affecting you right now. So I'd have to look at that. But Yes, you're right. And I like those planetary influences. Uh, it is interesting when you see how it plays out. And when we were having all this trouble here today, I, you know, I just, I, I throw my hands up and I go, you know, I'm just going to do the best I can. 
But how are you and your husband doing during this shelter in place? Because you're in a place that is a real hot spot. Yes, we are. And that is for everyone in this listening conversation with us to your show. We are in, we're in essentially Miami Beach. It's Sunny Isles Beach. But Miami, Florida, USA is uh, one of the hot spots uh, in Florida, in this state. And that usually goes because the most highly dense populated, densely populated areas. Now, we're very fortunate that we live um, in a condo that's right on the beach. So we're not in the downtown area, and we're not in a congested area. And so we don't, (laughs) obviously, we're not going there. And because our business, quantum thinking and strategic quantum thinking and, you know, doing our programs and online things, that we've been working at home uh, for many, (laughs) for decades. So thank goodness we're still able to do that. Our clients, interestingly enough, are um, mostly in corporations and major corporations. So they have all been literally instructed, or I was going to say ordered, that they, they're all working at home. So it's, as we all know, a very interesting time where now they're starting to go through my husband, Alan Collins, Master Quantum Thing Coach, as you know, and you know him, who's my partner in all things and in business. And, you know, he's been distinguishing them, the, the different phases that people are going through, because at first you go home and it's like, you know, a shock. <gasps> what am I doing? You know, I'm not at work and I don't have my stuff and I have to find my place here and my kids are there and, you know, my wife, husband, partner, roommate, whatever. And then they start to get into it like an adventure. And then you start to really get creative about it because you realize now everything is on some kind of video conferencing. And, um, and, and now I think the next phase that people are starting to feel, and that's why we're seeing you know, a lot of protests and things where people are starting to get really, you know, that cabin fever idea where you just want to get out. You, and uh, you're in Florida, too. And luckily, we're in a, a season where we can step outside and get sun and fresh air. So not everybody yes. is that lucky. We've been walking almost every day and not a, a really long time, but, you know, 20, 30 minutes a day has gotten us out and into the fresh air. Are you and Alan doing something similar? Are you getting any exercise yes, somehow? Yes, we are. We're going, yeah. We have been walking, and they, did, they had closed in uh, Miami-Dade County because it is the hot spot of Florida. The mayor um, had every, all parks and recreation closed. Our beach is closed, so the beach looks beautiful. It's all... Like all over the world, right, Mother Nature, Gaia is clearing herself up, and it looks so pristine and beautiful. It's never looked more sparkling and clean. No one is allowed on the beach, but he just two days ago reopened the park. So we have tennis courts where we live. We're going to be playing later. But we are walking, 
and a lot of people are walking and running and uh, fortunately we you know that's what's going on and i think that's very important for people to be doing now to the best that you can do yes diane and here is something you brought it up a moment ago so let's go down that little bunny trail what is the relationship of Gaia, I call it Gaia, 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 Earth as a living and extremely integrated entity unto itself with metaphysical implications, certainly the ecology and all of its pristine organization, being damaged, being challenged by human activity going back centuries upon centuries, and particularly in the last 150 years of civilization driven by the economy of North America and Western Europe. With all of that going on, is there an implication in your mind as to how Gaia might be interacting, presuming the existence of such a living global entity? How would Gaia relate to this bug that seems to have a real knack for making itself contagious and reproducing so rapidly that we can't really catch up to it right now. What is the interplay there, the interaction? Well, uh, <laughs> beautiful Take way your time. of articulating it, Gary. You know, uh, obviously none of us know for sure, but we can go into our uh, really deep knowing with a capital K and um, obviously well I won't say I don't want to say obviously I will say from a metaphysical standpoint and I think that is one of the awakenings that everyone needs to awaken to now because it's always been on the side based uh, upon our industrial age, thinking that only physical is real. And, of course, the people listening to your show, Gary and Suzanne, we, we know beyond that. But I think the first thing is to actually start to relate, not just a concept, but to relate in our actual experience of the Earth and all planets and really all, I would say, every entity as something a lot, some kind of aliveness with consciousness. Now, a lot of people say about uh, the the COVID-19 virus itself, I've heard, you know, scientific experts say, well, it's not really a living entity like a bacteria. But, you know, all that put aside, when you look at what is, like, amazing about this? We all know that we have trashed the earth because that old world view thinking where we saw everything as separate. So, you know, what do you do with your garbage? You know, throw it into the ocean, throw it on the ground, and throw it into the air without looking and thinking holistically of what are all these emissions from our air travel and all the rest of it, you know, our ground transportation. And so the beautiful thing now, I think, Gary, is that how quickly that the intelligence of Mother Earth, Gaia, has quickly restore, is restoring herself. And, you know, when we, everybody was looking at uh, the ecological goals and everything to reduce transmissions and how are we going to do it and z 
boom, you know, this virus shows up. And whether or not that came as a survival mechanism, you know, the creation of the manifestation of this virus, whether that came, I feel it's more in the divine dimension, you know, which extends to the earth, which is a cosmic dimension, the cosmic dimension that I, I call these different dimensions of the operating principles of the universe, that everything is alive with consciousness. And so when, and that with intelligence, intelligent energy consciousness, everything. And so the earth is responding to what? To us. And I think that's one, one of the big wake-up calls is that we need to really get that, like in a very deep part of our being, that how we think, how we what we hold in consciousness collectively and we know that you know that's matched up in astrological terms water and consciousness you know when you hear like in vedantic and different spiritual traditions the ocean of we're each a drop in the ocean of consciousness but we have our conscious we're mostly water we're 70 to 80 percent water and so doesn't it make sense when you start to see everything is interconnected that we're having an effect? Now, obviously, this effect happens what Alan and I call circumstantially in the physical dimension. When all the uh, kind of toxic things or intrusion, I don't want to say it was all, all toxic, but the things that were intruding on the balance of Mother Earth got removed during this sheltering period that how quickly right the dolphins in in the canals of venice i mean people are telling me all the time they're seeing dolphins outside their door i think you told me that the other day and and the clarity and it's just amazing how quickly this can happen so that shows just to finish this long answer on it that we can affect in different ways. Obviously, we need to re rethink and restructure our systems and and the and you know the whole machinery and how we're how that's interacting with nature. But we also have an effect in our own consciousness on what's going on with nature and with one another. I have been uh, noting the wild animals which are showing up all over the world in various towns, villages, and cities. And you see it on TV where you, there's, you know, coyotes here, birds there, goats go, walking down the middle of the street. And the animals have kind of come back, which is interesting, plus less smog out in California. The Venice canals are getting cleaner. Exactly what you're talking about is in evidence on the television. And I, I like when you say we need to redo our thinking on this <clears throat> and, um, and not allow it to go bad again. But I think when these, these um, um, uh, restrictions are lifted, I, I don't know that people will have learned their lesson. And, and I'm usually the optimist, Diane, 
But I, I just feel like people are going to go back to their nasty ways about using the earth in a, in a bad way. That, that's, I, I, I wish I felt more optimistic about that, but it's like as soon as people can, I think they're going to start using up the earth again in nasty ways. Well, you know, I think you have a valid concern. And in, in my book, Do You Quantum Think?, I wrote about that, that what, you know, we had what I call we're going to evolve. We're going to wake up as a humanity. Is it going to be crisis awakening or conscious awakening? And so we've got to shift the percentage to conscious awakening, and that's because so far it's been all crisis awakening, except for, you know, the little elite spiritual intelligentsia over the, over the centuries. But look at 9-11, that's what I was saying, I mentioned in the book, that at, during 9-11, you know, right after 9-11, you know, everybody was so nice. And, you know, in the United States, the Congress on both sides of the political aisle, they were literally hugging. And, you know, everybody was together in the world. And then one month later, hit the snooze button. So I think that you're making a valid point, And I think that's why uh, conversations like this are so important, because we have... This is it. It's like, that didn't work, right? All these things I always knew from the astrology that January of 2020, there were some conjunctions going on in Capricorn, which is, does rule systems and structures, and being responsible, by the way. Responsibility is a big part of the Capricorn. And that, you know, every astrologer predicted years ago, and they're all talking about it years in advance, that it was going to be something really, really big that was going to happen in 2020. And then, you know, I was, <laughs> I was hoping it was going to be ET, right? Some the, the ETs come in and communicate, and now that brings the world together. But this hit every single one of us at our core i mean at the lifestyle so when you bring that up this is it's never been more important for us to be in conversations about how can we think in a new way because i'll tell you something else astrologically and this was in the energies of the time that little video that you you two saw that when this is We've been talking about going into the age of Aquarius. Now, that's a big, big change, okay, because it's like a 25,000-year change, literally, and then uh, it's, uh, it's like also a 2,500-year. I'm, I'm just um, estimating those timings. But where we go from the age of Pisces to the age of Aquarius, now that's been happening, let's say, that we've been aware of it. Remember the song, right? This is the dawning of the age. I, I, every chance I to get to sing, Gary and Suzanne, I do. Anyway, so of Aquarius. So what is that age? It's humanity coming together in service to one another. It's all about community. It's about new thinking. Aquarius is ruled by Uranus in the Zodiac. Uranus is called the higher mind. It's like higher consciousness. And what's happening in 2020, it's already come in a little bit, 
But on December 21st of 2020, there will be a new cycle that's going to really burst this age of Aquarius onto the scene. So what does that mean in terms of what you were saying, Suzanne? Uh, is that we have to have new thinking. There are going to be new inventions. It's already stimulated by this virus, but the new inventions are going on anyway. We can talk more about that if you want to, the technology. But in, at the end of this year, this Aquarian energy is coming in, you know, like never before. And everyone is going to have to, as we said, I said before, crisis awakening or conscious awakening. So we're going to have to think in a new way to have these structures work for a quantum age. And uh, how do we do, you know, again, your concern is good, and we should all be concerned. I'm concerned about it. So this is what we need to focus on. How do we think in a new way now so that we keep progress going? Keep progress going and staying alive in the meantime. Diane, I'm very happy to hear you talk the way you do because it proves to me that you are an open-minded person even while you maintain intellectual rigor. And yet, here we are talking in astrological terms, which is always welcome on Manson Mitchell, though I'm not sure in scientific circles they roll out the red carpet hearing you say some of the things you have said. And thus, the controversy. And we love us some controversy on Manson Mitchell. So, Diane, let me do this. Let me take a break, our only break of the hour. And when we come back, let's take up this, this intellectual example of when worlds collide and worldviews and, and epistemology, ways of knowing and then expressing what we know in a way that others can hear, can internalize. That's pretty exciting stuff. Diane Collins is our guest, the original quantum thinker. It's a registered trademark for a reason. She has put tremendous amount of time and energy into developing a system, and she firmly believes, as we do, that just about anybody can make it work if you know how to learn quantum thinking in terms of the principles and if you stick with it. We'll be back after a couple of minutes. Glad to have you with us on Manson Mitchell, and I'm so glad that you discovered and tuned into Seattle's home of Alternative Talk, AM 1150. The preceding audio was via a Skype call. Staying connected with Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell is easy. Just go to manceandmitchell.com for the latest info on topics and guests. Friend Gary Mance and Suzanne Mitchell on their Facebook pages and like the Mance and Mitchell show page at facebook.com slash Mitchell. If you're on Twitter, share a follow with Gary and Suzanne at Mance Mitchell. Join Gary and Suzanne Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for an unusual show that covers everything from personal growth to the paranormal. Here's an amazing act. Here's a tremendous act. Here's a startling act. The amazing, the thrilling, the greatest, spectacular, incredible, exciting, wonderful, world fame, most unusual novelty act. The home of the A-Team of Alternative Talk is ManceAndMitchell.com. Heard right here on Alternative Talk 1150 AM or streaming live from your computer anywhere. Terry Loving wants to help you with your online marketing challenges right now. She has several courses she is giving away to help you get your business working for you online. Yes, giving away. 
WordPress websites are her specialty, yet her technical skills go way beyond that. Check out her blog at terryloving.com or email her directly at terry at terryloving.com. That's terry at terryloving.com. I'm Gary Mance. I'm Suzanne Mitchell. We're a couple of baby boomers who bring you a talk radio mix of metaphysics and music, politics, and pop culture. And you never know which celebrity will join us for an interesting conversation. Mance and Mitchell is Boomer HQ, Friday and Saturday mornings at 10 on 1150 AM KKNW. Your home for alternative talk in Seattle and Western Washington. Giving local voices a chance to shine. Alternative Talk 1150. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome back to Manson Mitchell and our guest this hour, Diane Collins. Diane, this is a good time in our hour for people to hear about your book, uh, which Gary and I have read, uh, where they can find you online. And I understand you have a special offer going on as well for our listeners. So please hold forth. Oh, good. I do have a special offer. I wasn't sure <laughs> that I told you what it was, or maybe I changed it. Um, well, my book is called Do You Quantum Think? New Thinking That Will Rock Your World. I'm happy to say it's been out a while. People consider it classic. It has the entire, you know, what's going on in the world and how, how, oh, we can quantum think, the whole system. So it's in part one and part two, Live the Wisdom. And um, you can find that online and in nobody's going in bookstores, so you can find it online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and the rest. And it's won eight book awards, so I'm really proud about that. But um, what is new is that I just put out a mini-series, a video, I call it a mini-series, and it's an online video course, and just for your, for the last couple of days I was giving out uh, scholarships, I can give out 10 more, because it's a new month, and I want to offer that to your listeners. And the course is called Unlock Your Real Superpowers, The Five Natural Faculties of Mind, and that refers to mastering the faculty, what I call the faculties of mind, intent, intuition, subtle energy, resonance, and meditation. And, of course, they all work together. And it's a very – I made it in a short form. There's some free previews on there. And I actually don't know the link because it just went up, but it's on Udemy. So if you go to U-D-E-M-Y, which is an online learning course platform, Udemy.com, and search on Diane with two N's, Collins, and or the name of the course, Unlock Your Real Superpowers, and you will, oh, you'll find the course, but, oh, I went in the, to, to get the scholarship, uh, they can write to me, Diane, with two N's, at quantumthink.com and just request the scholarship to the course. And it's D-I-A-N-N-E at Q-U-A-N-T-U-M-T-H-I-N-K.com. And the first ten people who write to me, you will be the re- uh, I would love to give you that course. So that's the offer. 
and um, I hope people take me up on it. And if you don't get the scholarship, it's a very, you know, I think they price it very well. They're always discounting on Udemy. So go check it out. And Udemy at U-D-A-M-E? E. U-D-E-M-Y. Well, I had that one wrong. <laughs> okay. okay. I'm glad you asked. U-D-E-M-Y dot com. And there's, there's, you know, they have literally 40 million students, lots of instructors. But wow. find me there, or if you forget, just write to me at diane at quantumpink.com, and I'll send you the link. Is it true that the way they operate, once you sign up for this, you can keep it forever? It's not time value data. In other words, you can have permanent access to this program? That's exactly right. That's I a good found point. that out, so that's good. Because Very you know, good. somebody told me yes. the other day uh, who has uh, an, the bigger program from which I excerpted this, but she said she listens to it every week and she's had it for <laughs> a while you know from the big program so it's something all of my work in quantum think is meant to be looked at listened to or read watched again and again because it's activating in each of us that um infinite knowledge that we're all connected to. So what it does is it activates the connection of the wisdom that lives in us. And everyone will see it through their own lens based on what's going on in your life and in the world at this particular time. And that's why, you know, people write to me all the time about the book, Do You Quantum Think, that they they just keep it by their bedside and they read it again and again and you can open it's the kind of book where you can open it any any time you know anywhere in the book and get a get a message alan and i started reading it again ourselves we're reading it in reverse chapter sequence which is pretty interesting starting from the end he reads to me aloud which is one of our practices together a spiritual practice so it's um that's how it's meant so thank you for bringing that up, Gary, that you can have sure. it forever. Oh, absolutely. Diana, I wanted to get into, here's a big 50-cent word, epistemology, and I mentioned the phrase worlds collide. That idea, when I think in terms of what you have said, and I think about how people in the world of science react many times harshly and many times judgmentally against those who seek to incorporate what is commonly called a pseudoscience, a term with which I disagree, but you talk to a person who has some repute, some credentialed authority in the world of science, they say, don't bring astrology into this, that's pseudoscience, we don't talk about pseudoscience. Well, I don't call it pseudoscience, I think it's part art and part science, as a matter of fact, a study of human destiny as reflected in correlations between stars and planets and individuals whose lives can actually be charted. This world of science doesn't like that kind of talk. I do. And here you are talking about quantum thinking, which is a rigorous intellectual exercise that you bring to earth and encourage people to use because you really can master this stuff. And at the same time, fortunately for us, you've come on to the Manson Mitchell show 
and you talk about astrology as well. Don't you worry sometimes, Diane, that people are going to rob your science of its credibility because of the introduction of a discipline like astrology, which is widely accepted around the world, except in the formal ivory towers of the scientific world. Yeah, and I think you're bringing up such an important point, Gary. And you know what? I used to be in the astrological closet. By the way, astrology is not part of my book, but I do include it. And it's in the background of everything I do because I understand these these larger cycles. But what you're talking about, and, you know, another thing I'll just add in is that Dr. Fred Allen Wolf, who is one of the legitimate, some other scientists may not think so, but he's a credentialed scientist, very famous, you know, made quantum physics understood by the layperson, and he wrote the foreword to Do You Quantum Think? And so I call him, you know, he he's my mentor in quantum physics, a good friend. And I asked him what, you know, I said, well, do you think I can say this? And it wasn't about astrology, just something that referred to the quantum principles. And I said, you know, quantum think is not about science. I'm not a scientist. It's about how the discoveries of science shape the way we think. And he said to me, you're absolutely fine because you're not claiming it to be science. Okay, by the way, I call astrology, you said what you call it, I call it a psychic science, because there is science to it, science meaning, right, knowledge. It's a body of knowledge. So here's the good question, why I'm so happy you brought this up, and this relates to the premise of quantum thinking, which is that we imagine we think freely, but we actually don't. We can choose our thoughts every moment when we're aware of it, but... Our thinking is shaped by the prevailing worldview and very simply what we believe to be true about the nature of reality and how it works, including what's possible and what's not. So the premise of quantum think is we're in a quantum age, but we're still under the influence of industrial age thinking. Well, what's the difference? Well, I, what I lovingly call the old worldview, the industrial age, 17th century science, they said only physical is real. So you look at this and you say, the scientists, okay, the people who are the credential scientists, for the most part, not all, because the new worldview, you know, the more cutting-edge scientists would probably be, you know, in sync with what the three of us are, you know, the level on which we're talking about things. But the people who are the strict, they're called scientific materialists, imagine that our developed world, at least, maybe the Eastern cultures are different or the, you know, the indigenous cultures that have more of a holistic, you know, including a fully dimensional approach to reality. But the ones who are brought up in this kind of Western culture, well, they, we, we never learn that everything is interconnected through fields. And this is really what happened with the quantum, you know, the, the paradigm shift 
in uh, to the quantum age, which you could say actually began around with with Einstein, who said energy and matter, you know, matter is not fixed and solid, and it's really energy, and they're interchangeable. But going back, and then the people who followed him, who, who realized that there's no objective reality out there separate from us. We have an effect on everything we're observing that is holding in consciousness or under the microscope, there's nothing fixed and solid out there, even though it appears that way. So I don't want to go too much into the detail of that, but just getting back to your question and your comment, Gary, is that the people who are the strict scientific materialists, whether they are <clears throat> scientists or academics or just ordinary, you know, people in other professions, nobody's ordinary in my book, but, you know, the people who haven't been taught that these other dimensions of reality are real, are valid, and that we're interacting with them all the time. So there is a physical, they're all interrelated. The physical dimension, which is obvious to the five senses, the ordinary five senses, the energetic dimension, which is not so obvious because for the most part invisible, except for those few people who can actually see the energy. And then it goes on what I call the seven dimensions, that the physical, the energetic, the virtual dimension of consciousness, mind, and all things that are extensions of that, including the, the Internet, the spiritual dimension of heart. You know, a lot of people who are into higher consciousness focus mostly, they want to say, let's get to the heart, because it looks like uh, what's going on. You know, why aren't human beings nicer to each other and the creatures and the earth, and why aren't we thinking this way? Because, and then let me just say the rest. Okay, so... This, this spiritual dimension of heart where we are in the experience that we're connected, the cosmic dimension of the operating principles of the universe, which the scientists can discover, and the um, esoteric dimension of soul and evolution, and that's, you know, a lot of the psychic arts, they are in that esoteric dimension. And then the divine, which is the mystery of all mysteries, source creator, and whatever you want to call it, that none of us can ever figure out, even though we always try to. But we know there are some that we're all aspects of the totality of all that is, all caps, and the divine intelligence. So we're playing out these parts. Now, if you're not thinking, and this is quantum thinking, obviously, that if you're not quantum thinking and you're just thinking from the limited one dimension only physical matter is real, then you are going to end up saying what? That astrology is BS, that, you know, there's no such thing as, you know, energetic healing, even though MRIs is their energetic diagnosis. And, you know, it's all going on. But we're so conditioned, and I'm not saying anything to I'm not saying anything negative or to put anything down but it's kind of like we just didn't know until now 
we're at this time of a literal quantum leap in consciousness so that we can expand and start to include. And I think that's part of what this virus is bringing about. What do you guys think? When it comes to the virus, what I think is that this is entirely inadvertent on the part of the virus because my view of it is that this very clever virus is a form of intelligence alien to the human body. That's why we develop antibodies to fight it, is intent on reproducing itself because it has its own imperative, which is to live, to grow, to multiply, and part of that entails being highly contagious. So with that being the case, we are competing life forms. The virus doesn't care as far as I can tell. It doesn't have any mind that, well, Gary could get me, and then if he dies, then you know where am I going to go next? It has this almost statistical probabilistic attitude or, or consciousness unto itself that says, if I can make my way around the world, all us guys together, we just keep in encroaching on civilization, if we can keep spreading around the world, thus creating the term pandemic all over again, we are able to follow our own imperatives and politics, religion, ethnicity, all of that be damned because the virus doesn't care what your name is or where you live or who your parents are. It doesn't care about anything except its own imperative, which is to survive and propagate. That's what makes it difficult for me to envision a solution, though I'm sure one will come along. I have that much faith, Diane. But I see this virus as an alien intelligence that doesn't, it doesn't observe ethical imperatives. It doesn't have any kind of religion unto itself. It lives for itself. And that is the daunting challenge we face as human beings with politics and religion and social structures and preferences of our own. None of that matters to a virus that will wipe out the entire human race if that is what is required to continue its trajectory of growth. Sorry for the speech. It sounds like War of the Worlds, no, I, well, to be honest I, I, I want to say something about this. Alrighty. Because I think that, you know, just in terms of what I was talking about, the seven dimensions, I'm in the physical dimension, really that's... <laughs> in other words, if you look through the lens of every dimension, you will see something different because there's nothing isolated. So in the physical dimension where... The instinct for life, for survival, is so strong in, in every entity, right? I mean, we'll do anything, you know, animals do anything to survive. And I think so from a physical, just looking at that physicality of it, yes, the virus wants to survive. So it does what it has to do, you know, plant plants itself somewhere and then tries to, you know, reproduce. And so that doesn't mean that it will. And, you know, when you listen to this, a lot of the science of it and you realize, this, you know, the medical science and different people, I was saying on the break to you, I listened to the whole gamut, right, from what the politicians, the medical people, the scientists, the cutting-edge science who no one else is really listening to too much, the cutting-edge technology inventors who are working on coming up with things, 
and all across the board, you know, the the intellectual dark web on the internet, not the dark part, they call the intellectual dark web because they're not on mainstream media, the regular media, all of it, including the the conspiracy theories, they're going wild. So, you know, you look at there's this whole thing going on. But one of the things that the the uh medical science says is that these things, and I'm certainly not an expert, so, you know, tune in and, and listen to them on it, but that they have different migrations. So, you know, it can all make you a little bit nutso here thinking about all of it because you say, okay, well, if, it, if they come up with a vaccine, you know, I've heard this from a few if they come up from a vaccine, well, it may not actually be that effective because the virus can migrate. Okay, so what you're saying I think is valid in that dimension. You know, the virus doesn't care. It just wants to survive. That's on a physical dimension. But I think we need to look in this interconnectedness of all these dimensions and say, okay, you know, what I call the consciousness crowd people saying, okay, well, this is the big wake-up. And even the people who you would think, you know, were not really on a path to higher consciousness, the people who are uh, high-visibility celebrities, media people, even their news people that you would never expect, and they're all starting to say, well, this is really our wake-up, you know. So on another level, on a, you could say, a spiritual and esoteric soul level, there's that going on. So how did that happen? Was it divinely inspired? Who knows? It seems like it was. And then where do the planets come in, the cosmic dimension? Well, the planets said there's going to be a major restructuring we're got to go into a new age. The new age is going to be where everyone, you know, who can goes to the higher state of consciousness, where we all start to get along and realize we're on this one planet together and we've got to have it work. You know, we can no longer go under, you know, making all the money from weapons of, you know, the military industrial weaponry is a big part of how the economy works, that can't go on forever. So I think it's important to just at least be in these questions and uh, so that what you're saying, yes, it's like a both and where that's true and a lot of these other things are true too. We are being awoken we do need to think about how we restructure, even if you look strictly from a technological point of view. And Alan and I um, are in, we have been for three years in this entrepreneurial technology. We're not into tech. We don't do technology, but we're in this group of Peter Diamandis, uh, which is called Abundance 360 Digital, where they present all the cutting-edge knowledge about these uh, things that are literally restructuring our society right now, even though they're not all out, you know. So the 5G, which is going to make everything 
faster and, and all these other technologies possible, self-driving cars, flying cars. They don't call them that. They call them something else. I can't think of it. But uh, um, 3D printing, which will probably help a lot to do in the medical industry, you know, telemedicine, so many things that are going on technologically. So if you even look at that and you don't have any metaphysical beliefs or knowledge or anything about it, you still have to reach the conclusion that we need to put some good thinking into the use of these technologies, sensors, artificial intelligence, they're all what is happening on the Internet now that people are finding problems, you know, with the Facebook algorithms and the Google algorithms. So this is why we need this higher consciousness, this awakened thinking. Let's try to put this all together and make whatever contribution each one of us is able to make because these things are happening, whether you look through a astrological lens, whether you look through a technological lens, whether you look through a political lens, whether you look through any lens and, you know, combination thereof that you're looking through. Diane, Diane, we are at the end of our show, and we had a caller who wanted to get your information one more time before we close out. So I wanted to make sure that people knew how to find you. And that is they can email you at Diane, D-I-A-N-N-E, at quantumthink.com. And um, they can apply for uh, the scholarship there and to also find you and your program uh, through quantumthink.com. So thank you so much for being with us today. It was another fast hour. I know. It was my pleasure. And I wanted to hear what you had to say about Gary and me and our spiel there. But thank you so much both. And just always love your thinking and the conversation. And thanks for the honor of being here. All right. Stay tuned for Jupiter Rising and join us again next week. Have a great and safe weekend, everyone. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.